0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came to be through him, and without him nothing came to be. What came to be through him was life, and this life was the light of the human race. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony, to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light, The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came to be through him, but the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, but his own people did not accept him. But to those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not by natural generation, nor by human choice, nor by a man's decision, but of God. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, and we saw glory, we saw his glory, the glory as of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, The one who is coming after me ranks ahead of me, because he existed before me. From his fullness we have all received grace in place of grace. Because while the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only Son, God, who is at the Father's side, has revealed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Within the, the Christmas celebrations, there's the Vigil Mass, there's the Mass at night, you can call the Midnight Mass, Mass at dawn, Mass at day. And all of them have different readings. All of them have different um, stories that they emphasize and, and allow for different things. So, like I said, we, we had the, the Nativity of Jesus Christ, Roman Martyrology, uh, proclaimed last night. But he wouldn't do it in the morning because he's born, he's already here. Last night there was that anticipation, that anticipatory joys still. Um, Last night I I went ahead and I blessed the the manger scene. Um, We don't bless things over and over again. You don't have to do that, but uh, just to remind that the manger scene is the visual scene for us of Christ's birth. And so if you have a manger scene in your home, when you gaze upon it, it should remind us, oh yeah, Jesus has been born. Jesus is being born to us and into us one of the things I didn't mention last night was I actually lined um, Jesus's little bed there uh, with rose petals and that's something I picked up from from other priests where um, yeah we know that in reality Bethlehem was not the most ideal situation they couldn't get a place to stay it's crappy outside there's these animals around I mean it's just like junk but but we can still glorify the Lord and so um, I just found it really beautiful that the priests I've known they've they've taken rose petals uh, to make the lining for the bed of Jesus so that's just something to think about for your own homes uh, as you create your manger scenes of how to make a beautiful resting place for the Lord to enter into us and then for the uh, actual Gospels last night with the the vigil mass we hear the, the genealogy of Jesus, so we get all the generations, 14 generations, 14 generations, 14 generations. And trust me, if we had to do a test on remembering who Uzziah's mother was, we'd all fail, so it's okay. That's not the point. The point is that we come from somewhere. That Jesus, who is even the Son of God, who was there at the beginning of creation, still has an origin story. For his incarnation. What we hear in the gospel today, this gospel of John, is the very beginning where we talk about the, the light entering into the world. So here's a little uh, fun fact about Father Jay. As a child, I was fascinated with my family history. Of knowing like, where we came from, you know, what our name meant, and all that fun stuff. Come to find out my name is German. We had a, a lion for a crest. It's pretty awesome. I was also terrified of the dark. Uh, I'm no longer terrified of the dark, but these both speak into those Gospels that just as I desire to know where I came from, I think we all desire to know that as well. What's beautiful is when you combine these these messages together, we see that we belong not just um, to something, but to someone. We belong to God. We are his beloved sons and daughters. And we have been in this lineage, this this salvation history line um, since the beginning. So that's a really cool concept just to consider um, where we've come from, who we belong to, and how we're interconnected with God in that way. And then secondly, as far as darkness goes, the light who is Jesus Christ removes all darkness. And so when we allow Jesus into our lives, when he enters into the world, he actually casts away all the shadows, all of the darkness, all of the uncertainty. And so there's no longer a need to be fearful of the dark. Because if you think about it in a metaphorical way, what is darkness? Darkness is just the unknown, right? Darkness is the absence of light. Darkness is the inability to see something. And so when we're trying to, to figure out the future, we're trying to figure out You know, what we're supposed to do next, there can be this sense of hesitation or fear because we can't see it. But with the Lord prompting and moving our lives in relationship with Him, knowing we belong to Him, the light penetrates all of that darkness and gives way to to clarity. So kind of taking that a little bit further, has anyone ever seen It's a Wonderful Life? If you have not, is there people that haven't seen It's a Wonderful Life? Really? That's okay. I highly encourage it. Uh, it's become my own personal tradition each year to watch it uh, somewhere right before Christmas. So I'm watching it last night. I started bawling at the end, just like. <laughs> um, because I think we, we know like the end of the movie, like George Bailey, you know, he had a, he, he just was like, I didn't want to exist. And he saw what his life was like if he didn't exist. And then he's like, Mary, Mary. I'm alive. It's okay. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not gonna do my my impression anyway. Um, but the reality is, like when he is taken out of existence, he sees how how his life actually has value and importance. That his life did change many other lives. In the same way, one person can change the entire direction, the entire course. Of history, right? And we see that in the person of Jesus Christ. We see that in the divinity of God who becomes incarnate, that Jesus changes everything. And he does it out of obedience to the Father. The Father does it out of a love for us. The Holy Spirit remains present to us even after uh, the death and the resurrection. But the fact is, like, one person can change everything. And there's an invitation for us today to consider how we can become a person who changes everything for another. Because we've been preparing for this moment all of Advent. Prepare, 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 right? And now we're here. And honestly, I'm kind of bummed out. Like, not in a negative way. I'm just like, well, and I wish there were more people here. That's its own issue. Moving on. You're here, so I'm happy. I really am. But it's like, okay, prepare, prepare, prepare. And it's like Christmas. You're like, oh, okay. Like we kind of create this, this internal mindset of like, kind of climbing the mountain. And then it's like, we're here. And it's like, and we're done. But we're really not. Because tomorrow and the next day 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 and the next day. And the next day we celebrate the octave of Christmas. We celebrate this day Again and again and again, like it's Groundhog's Day, except for Catholics, and it's really better. You're still getting used to my jokes. Fair enough. But, like, it doesn't stop. And so if we have this thing of, like, okay, we're here, and it's like, ugh. No, like, it keeps going. Continue to celebrate Christmas. Continue to celebrate the joy of Christ entering our lives. Continue to contemplate this mystery of redemption and salvation being sent to us now. Because no matter what, something's always changing. I was amazed. um, I guess I shouldn't be, but I was. That people were calling yesterday saying, Father, is there still going to be Mass? I said, yeah? Well, I've heard other churches aren't having Mass. I said, well, we're built different because I live here. So I'm coming no matter what. Um, But this idea of just like, even if no one had shown up last night, even if none of you had shown up today, Mass would still be happening right now. God would still be showing up. Because that's, that's how we operate. We don't cancel because it's bad weather. Like, you have to make prudential decisions for your safety. I'm not saying risk your life, necessarily, unless you live close by. Then consider walking. Anyway. But, but Mass continues. Jesus is going to come regardless if we are here in the church or not. So how do we live through this change that is inevitably going to come? How do we embrace the fact that Christ has now entered into the world again for us? Because we we can get into this, this repetitive kind of record mindset of like, all right, it's Christmas again. But this is the thing, brothers and sisters, you are different this year than you were last year. You will be different next year, I hope. I am different this year than I was last year. I hope I will be different next year. This Christmas is extremely and radically different for me. Because for the last four, I've been the parochial. I've been the guy that gets shifted off to the the gymnasium to do the overflow masses on Christmas. Literally, that's where I got sent. I never got to be in Christmas in the church on Christmas. I was always over there. And, and I never had to worry about all the little details. I never had to worry about, you know, we're going to get this right. I never had to worry about doing all the singing parts. Like, never had to do any of that. And this year, I do. And it's, it's intimidating. And it's scary. And it's awesome. And it's a lot. And it's amazing. Because... The Lord making me a pastor has made me different. And how I've celebrated the past Christmases is different than this year because like, it's not just, okay, I'm here with the other priests and like, they're in charge. Early. like, No, I'm in charge, but like, you're my family. And last week when I wasn't here because I was away at the conference, that was really hard for me. I really missed you. It was the first time I was gone in five months on a weekend it was really challenging. And I realized, wow, I love them so much. I miss them. So now we consider how this change, like what do we do with it? What does this change, what does it move us to do? And I just want to think about this concept of the light because it gets emphasized a lot in the gospel today. As I mentioned, I was terrified of the dark. Thankfully not anymore. It's no big deal. I overcome my fears. Thank you. But if you think about light and the power that it has, or how it's utilized as an energy, Isaiah talks about this, says, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, and on them light has shined. Even in regarding to the gospel, uh, this light and darkness is symbolic of the struggle between good and evil. Right? Jesus himself is the true light and drives away death, deception, and the devil. When we think about then the Shroud of Turin, right? In Jesus' death, he's wrapped in this shroud. And in the resurrection, uh, it's believed that a light, bl- uh, a light shone so brightly that it burned the image into the, the cloth. In the same way, we have the Transfiguration related to us, how Jesus um, shone so brightly. That he was transfigured and changed. And we even talk about this star that shone in the night sky so brightly that it directed these magi to come to the birth of Christ. That this light, this source of light, has a radical change. And so, you don't have to remember, remember this, but I looked it up, so I wanted to share with you anyway. I looked up measurements of light. I know, fun fact. So the speed of light, someone corrected me about this last night. I don't really care, I'm going to say it anyway is roughly, roughly, I'm just, I'm not a scientist, 299,792,458 meters per second. That's really fast. Okay. The power of a lightning bolt is 1 billion joules of energy. I was like, okay, what's a joule? So then, 1 watt is equal to 1 joule per second. Again, I'm not sure what it means, but it sounds important. If we remember anything, we probably remember Back to the Future. 1.21 1.21 gigawatts, right? This amount of energy that's utilized to um, <laughs> f- uh, fathom time travel, whatever. The point is this, light has power. Jesus is light, therefore Jesus has power. And Jesus' power is, is unquantifiable. It's just, it's so radically beautiful. So all of this, Right? trying to figure out this conclusion for you. We want to belong somewhere, and thanks be to God we do. We belong to the family of the church. We belong to a Father in Heaven who loves us. We belong, as brothers and sisters, to to Jesus who has entered into the world and desires to change us and transform us and make us different. This light that He is um, enters into those dark crevices to shed uh, newness and hope and joy. And just that reflection from my own self of seeing that transformation, I've experienced a deepening of my own spiritual fatherhood, having now been here with all of you. And I don't even have the, the full capacity to give you the words to convey my, my love and my thanks. Um, so I just, I just want to share, I guess, uh, two other stories, um, brief stories. So last week when I was away uh, at this conference, uh, I was called Empower. It's for young adults, 18 to 28. Um, we had a couple from our parish there, which is awesome. And, and I love being there at Damascus. It's just very rejuvenating. It's very life-giving, um, very joyful. And my hope ever since I became a priest was that either in confession or in prayer with someone that they wouldn't really see me but that they would see and encounter Jesus. That's always been my hope. Like That's why I was ordained, um, to to bring Jesus to to other people. And so I'm praying with this individual, this young person. Um, They're they're going through a lot of stuff. We're kind of going through some prayers, just um, trying trying to give them that sense of peace and confidence. And we're in the Adoration Chapel, so they're looking at the monstrance, and I'm just standing there, and I'm holding their hand. We get done praying. I said, how do you feel? Like is there anything else we need to pray about? And they just look at the monstrance and they say, "I feel like I'm holding the hand of Jesus," and they're holding my hand, and I just about melted Um, because like that, that, that gift came true. Like that gift of, I hope that they know Jesus loves them. In the same way, uh, I've experienced that here in with all of you in many different ways. Just in the conversations, and the encounters, uh, and, and most importantly, like through your prayer, I understand like deeply the desire as a spiritual father to like want to love you. And so I've even been reflecting on like Christmas, like, is this exactly how I wanted it to go? No, it's not. But we're here regardless. And so we celebrate Jesus regardless. He's showing up regardless. And are we going to allow that to transform and change us to go back out into the world? Because what we're called to do, brothers and sisters, is to come and adore Him, to bask in the the glory and the light that He is, uh, to rejoice in the fact that we have been called in this time and this place uh, to give worship and praise to Him. Um, So I pray for your families. I pray for for all of you that in this Christmas season, in this octave, that we continue to bask in the glory and the light of God, knowing who we belong to, knowing that the light can can destroy and wipe away all darkness, that, that we are a people of hope and people of joy. And so, brothers and sisters, come. Let us adore him.